Hello and welcome back to the preview edition of the Parramatta Podcast in lieu of our glorious leader, Hamish. I'll be your host today, John, also known as 4020. Excuse my uh, bassy voice today of coming off the uh, back end of a run-in with COVID and I've just got the uh, sore throat today. But helping me uh, navigate this uh, tricky little preview pod are my good mates, Bertie. Did you know, guys, that the West Tigers at zero and four? Uh, and that fun fact here of the day is brought to you by Bertie. Thank you, mate. And uh, my good mate, Ham. G'day, Barry. How are you? <laughs> Can't get enough of your love, babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, righty. Let's uh, jump right into it, boys. We've got uh, a tiny bit of NRL news uh, and some uh, NRL and assorted previews to do this week. Uh, let's start with the fallout from that game against the St. George Laura Dragons. Brad Arthur, unfortunately, copying a fine for the illegal use of the device during a press conference, boys. Um, obviously, we all saw his daughter Charlotte calling him in the middle of that presser and uh, very politely hanging up on her father when she was informed that it was a presser. But uh, Quinton Garn Gufferson brought the hammer down the coach saying that's got to be a fine, mate. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Eel's running a very tight ship. Good to see the captain holding the, ca- um, the coach accountable, boys. Absolutely. You know, I'm pretty sure that if uh, there was dressing room phones... You know, the dressing room well, we, we beers were right. We saw it with James Roberts this week, didn't we? Uh, he got in trouble for using the phone in the dressing room. It's a big no-no in the NRL. Jeez. I just, yeah. Honestly, get rid of your phones. That's <laughs> that's what you need to do. Um, Except for when you listen to the Para podcast. That was actually a very funny presser. Um, obviously, Eels were celebrating a magnificent win, which you boys broke down earlier this week. But uh, there was such a, a human moment. Uh, in football was great to see. So, yeah, uh, very right. I was expecting it to be a flip phone, you know, like the old school yeah. or the Nokia <laughs> brick phone. <laughs> uh, and uh, no real uh, Parramatta-related news in the NRL this week, but there is uh, some swirling talk about Canterbury's cap situation to kind of watch this space uh, scenario. Obviously, they've got Viliami Kikau, Reed Marnie, and most recently Ryan Sutton from Canberra signed up for 2023. But as far as we can tell, none of them have been registered yet. Phil Gould's done a little bit of damage control on Twitter, but uh, there's uh, that line of thought contrasted against some talk about a salary cap increase, which might bail out the dogs. So we're not really sure what's going on there, and it's very, very interesting, boys. Yeah, well, you know, we've, we've got one going over to the dogs provisionally in Reed Marnie. Um, obviously, we would like to keep him. So if the, you know, this this is a, a warning to the other 15 oh. NRL clubs, or the other 14, I should say. Don't what? sign any dogs players that are already on contract. Don't do it because we want to. We want to be able to keep Reed. We want to be able to do that. So if you don't sign any of the dogs, and how? Yeah. So how fulfilling to your fans would that be that you keep the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs down the bottom of the ladder because they got Cole Flanagan on a on a mozza. They got Tavita Pangai Junior on a mozza. Uh, Josh had a car. We all knew that he wasn't going to do anything on the end of that dogs back line. Um, you know, other than those ones, I don't know I, who else. I went into bat for Josh Adokar too, thinking that he'd still be a floor, a floor raiser, not just a ceiling raiser for the dogs. But, geez, he doesn't look like he wants to be there. Nah. And, you know, I, I've got a bit of time for Matty Burton. I think he's a, a decent player. But, you know, the, the critics were out for Dylan last year. Well, they love a tall poppy. They Matty love Burton's a tall poppy. It's on the trajectory. Yep. Yep. If you cannot shoulder the load and uh, star, then they will come straight after you. And thankfully for Dylan, he's really figured it out this year, as we've been talking about. But for Matty Burton, yeah, the, the struggles have been in one of the worst rosters in the competition, no real. So feel for him, but, you know, obviously he's getting paid handsomely for it. And um, the only other piece of NRL news that's been doing the rounds is uh, talk of a crackdown again. It was doing the run on 360 with the boys getting real fired up about a crackdown on crackdowns. 
Uh, Peter Volandis feels like the wrestler is starting to sneak back into the game. But honestly, on Sunday, there were two buyouts, Parramatta included, in Melbourne against Canterbury. And that was just two of the best rosters against two of the worst rosters. Yeah, that's right. I, I've, I've really enjoyed I know I've watched every game um, to the full extent this year, but I've enjoyed what I've seen. Whereas last year, it was just, you know, it was so easy to game the system yeah. that you just, you give away six again on the first tackle and the referees are just, they're too scared to, to keep blowing the six again. So, you know, I think getting that territorial advantage, if I'm honest, I want to see more six agains taken away. I want to see it go to until you're in the attacking 40. I, th- I think it's a good idea. I don't mm-hmm. think the, the six agains are inherently a bad idea. They're just, it's not a full field. If once you're on the attack, once you've got attacking position, then use the six again because then that's used to slow down the play of the ball with your offside or slowing down the ruck. Yeah, that's an interesting philosophy. I can definitely see the logic behind that. Alrighty, boys, I think that's the uh, wrap on the NRL news this week. Unfortunately, no big Parramatta signings or the like, but we'll have to wait and see how that eventuates. Let's get into the previews. It's the final week of junior reps, round nine after all the washouts and catch-up games. Eels will be hosting a trio of home games. Uh, I believe it is at New Era, yeah, not Kellyville, unfortunately, but out at New Era, Cabramatta, and they're taking on the Canberra Raiders in all three grades. Tasha Gale, 11 a.m., Harold Matz, 12.30 p.m., SG Bohr, 2 o'clock, Tasha Gale, high-flying this year, boys, entering this round in second. And I just got to check, can they be caught, Ham? Uh, I haven't had a look at the ladder, but I, no, I don't believe so. I think they, they're three points ahead. They're two points ahead of the Knights, but with yeah. uh, negative four and against. Uh, sorry, like not negative, negative four and against, but they got weaker four and against. So, yeah, if the Knights win and we lose, they can get gunned down. But the Raiders are third last on the ladder. So this is a, a game that the girls should take care of business in. We saw that last week that they, they did exactly that against the – uh, uh, Steelers and then the week before against the Rabbitohs <coughs> oh, excuse me uh, and in the team this week uh, nothing too outrageous they've got um, some funny jersey numbers swapped around but this is how they took to the field against the Steelers too with uh, Debbie Dewey at fullback Tamir Liardi wearing the centre jersey but named on the wing uh, with Alicia Bell on the other side you've got uh, Jacinta Tui and Patessa Leo that wonderful centre pairing in 18 and 3 respectively uh, Bamboot and Beckett are that outstanding house pairing Petalina Atoll is back from that concussion. Fantastic to see. She's been outstanding for the Eels. She'll partner Captain Ruby John Kennard in the front row of Ashley Pottinger at Dummy Half. Then you've got those back roles that you're really keen on him. Uh, Talisha Miva, Kayana Lakeni, and Sama Tarari. Then on the bench, Casey Q, Melo Nukuo, Akawala Lala, Lelani Tua, Catalina Vave, and then the reserves, Emily Waters and Amina Kanj. So very, very good team. Yeah, absolutely. They're just – they've um – their hardest game was to start the season. Do you know um, that a, I, I, coming into this round, that was half of the Roosters against was the game against us. Yes. Oh, yeah. When you look at it, yeah, 10 points against. Yeah. So, you know, I think um, the team has gotten better since then. They've grown in confidence. Um, I don't believe Rosie Beckett played in that game. No, she did not play uh, round one. No. No, and she's just... So, Bamble had a good game against the Roosters, but... Her game was elevated when Rosemary Beckett came into the team because just having two dynamic cars on both sides of the field is huge. Absolutely. So I think with Rosie Beckett in the end, we're probably looking too far ahead at the moment. But, you know, against the Raiders, they, as you said, they're coming third last. you just got to get the job done here. You know, I think they will. They've looked switched on the whole time. Um, I do note that the Knights have played one less game than us. So I wonder if... Oh, if there's a there. catch-up game that we had maybe or is this going to be assigned a, a draw on... Uh, well, yeah, who knows at this point. Because um, if it's a draw and they win, yeah, then they're going to jump, jump ahead of us. But, yeah. but we've only All lost the one game. at the moment is win this win. game. Yeah. And, you know, they'll put themselves either in second, third, or, you know, at worst, 
fourth. Although the St. George Dragons are playing the Sydney Roosters this week. So um, whoever, you know, I don't think they'll probably jump up to first. I think the differential's too wide there. We'd need but, a big Eels win and a big Roosters loss. So which I don't think is going to happen. There's uh, <laughs> 68 points of uh, for and against difference there. So you need to bridge that between the two results. Yeah. Um, Still, a, a top- I won't be out at uh, Cabramatta this week. I'm going up to the Gold Coast, but I hope the uh, the yeah. young girls go out and smash them. Ditto won't be out there due to COVID restrictions, but hopefully between New South Wales, New South Wales Rugby League TV or the Daily Telegraph Junior Broadcast, there'll be coverage of this game because it's a it features some um, two teams vying for the finals. Speaking of a team vying for the finals, Ham, uh, they've completed the most improbable of comebacks, but the Harold Matthews are locked in to the 2022 finals some way, somehow, after petering and cratering out midway through the season before the, the rain uh, washed out you know, a round or two. They're now locked into the finals, and they have a chance – Results pending the finish as high, I mean, improbably, but as high as second, maybe? Uh, if everything went their way, I'm not sure how the matchups face, but the Roosters and Panthers are, are one win ahead of them, but with four and against, that is not too far ahead of the Eels. Uh, so if they win and win well, they could finish in the, the top bracket here, which is just crazy. Uh, but well, tech- if they win, they'll be jumping over their opponents in over the Canberra Raiders. Raiders. Yep, which means an almost certain top four finish. Not that that means too much in a top six competition. Uh, but you will get the top seeding in round one. Uh, but, yeah, to, to take on the Raiders, they look like this. Muhammad al Madin coming off his best game in the uh, Harold Matthews this year. He'll be at fullback. Uh, I believe it's uh, Philo Totoa Tanumafono, but also that's Noah, isn't it, Ham? Uh, yeah, they've got his nickname down yeah. as Noah. And then you've got uh, partnering him on the wings is Dominic Ferruja. Good to see Dom in the team again. Uh, Michael Gabriel and Junior Fagalele. Good to see Junior back because that looked like a serious ankle injury against South Sydney. So he's back shoring up that centre spot. In the halves, captain of the team, it's Blaise Talangi, and partnering in there is Lorenzo Talatina. Outstanding front row of Sam Tuovati and Jacob Bobby John uh, on either shoulder of Matty Arfa, who was very, very good again last week. In the back row, Shabel Shahada, he's been on a tear uh, in the back row for the Harold Matt Spam, and he'll be with Tyrese Lekenny on the average. Kobe Herford, the wrecking ball, he'll be lock forward. Zaitis Muagatuthio drops back to the utility role uh, with Junior back in the centres. Sebastian Piocala, Jordan Uta, and Jordan Faliono give the Eels plenty of muscle on the bench. Josiah Finaluta is the 18th man. How do you see this one, mate? Um, yeah, they just they got to play like they did last week or the past couple of weeks. They've just been um, hit up down the middle and then go wide. you got some big boys in Charbel, Shahade, and uh, Michael Gabriel out in the centre. Some big, powerful, fast players, you know, once you've rolled it up the middle and you get that territorial position, get it out to those guys. More often than not, they're going to score. So that's what they need to do in this one. They don't need to play too fancy. Um, you know, don't know much about the the Canberra Raiders. I think they're coming forth, so they must be a good team. And they've got a lot of good names in uh, in the, the uh, in their team. Samuel Gash, Jack Clutterbuck. Uh, uh, who else have we got here? Um, and I liked on the bench, Benuel, Dak. Dakuni Babalui. Bababui, Bababui. I believe. You know, no disrespect to uh, no. those young men. I'm sure they're all outstanding young gentlemen, but, you know, there's some good names in there. So I, I like the Canberra team already. I hope, uh, you know, I hope we win. But for the namesake, I hope we don't smash them. <laughs> yeah, and our boys coming good at the right time of year. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves and, you know, count your chickens before they, they've hatched. But they've really started to figure themselves out in the last sort of three or four weeks. And if they can stay on this trajectory, they'll make some noise in the finals. Absolutely. Right. 
Let's move on to the final fixture at New Era on Saturday. Eels and the SG Ball coming off their best game of the season, but it was too little too late in the context making the finals there. Uh, what are they? Still three points adrift of the finals of just the one game in hand. So, uh, I mean, there is the eight-point try in the game. I don't know if there is a three-point win on the ladder. So they're going to be consigned to missing the finals this year, unfortunately. But looking to build off that outstanding win against the Steelers out at Kellyville Park. And they'll look like this with Arthur Miller-Steven at fullback, Cody Parry, and Freeman Forsyth on the flanks, Declan Murray and Charlie Gleimer shifting from edge back to centres this week. In the halves, Terence Lafay and Riley Lack will partner. Lance Forlima and Daniel Reed in the front row with Jacob Davis making his second start. Fort Davis was quite tidy last week. Saxon Pryke moving from middle to edge for the second week in a row with Dom Nostratus partnering him there. Mark Simon at lock forward. On the bench, Raf Nostratus, Marcus Atoa, Ibrahim Fakri, Vlado Jankovic and Josh Alzahim as the 18th man. Uh, not too dissimilar from what we saw last week, mate. Uh, once again, a team that if they just don't drop the ball and make silly mistakes, they'll give it a good check. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, they might not um, be making the finals, but if they win this game, it'll be a strong end to the season uh, or a strong end to the season. They won two games in a row. Uh, three of the past four, I believe, possibly. They've won the uh, week before. Yes, the they, beat the, they beat the Bears, lost to the Rabbitohs, beat the Steelers, and if they beat the – yeah, it'll be three of the last four if they beat the Raiders. Yeah, so, you know, all those teams below them. So, um Oh, no, Steelers were above them. That's right. Steelers are a top Yeah, Steelers were top, top four, top two, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that goes to show the potential in this team. Um, but another win here, they'll go into schoolboys, whether they're playing schoolboys, GIO schoolboys this year, I'm not too sure. Yeah, uh, They'll go with be. confidence, and then another preseason, we'll hopefully see them um, either play up into Jersey Flag if their talent uh, foresees or whether they play another year of SG ball with these uh, extra wins under their belt. Yeah, well, Arthur Miller, Stephen already played flag this year. Cody, uh, Cody Parry, uh, Charlie Gomez had a little bit of taste of flag, and he'll be back up there at the completion completion of the SG ball. So there's a few players that will certainly be in the mix there, and there's already players in the flag. Obviously, there's still SG ball eligible playing this week. Speaking of flag, mate, let's move on. Eels coming off a two-point loss to the Dragons. Very disappointing uh, in round four. They're taking on the ladder leading. God, I got there. Uh, Sydney Roosters, who have played 4-1-3, lost one. Uh, they've got the best differential and obviously the best win rate. Uh, they are playing out at Maury Breen Ovals. So this is a bit of a trip up the coast. Won't be able to get to that one, regardless of our COVID situation. And they look like this. Uh, some changes this week, actually. Captain Corey Fenning is out. Uh, no clue if that's injury suspension or otherwise we'll have to track that situation. Uh, but he's going to be a big loss to the team. It does give Josh Tupelotu the chance to move from centre to his preferred position of fullback. Keen to see how Josh goes. Our new recruit, Moala Graham Taufer, gets his second shot on the wing this week. He'll be partnered by Terrell Williams on the other side. Good to see this man back to him. Jabril Kalachi gives Eels some firepower back in the back line for loss of Fenning. It shores up the centre spot. And Lockie Blackburn is the other centre. He's been very good this year. Uh, Dontore Louis will partner Josh Chapel on the halves. Got to find out what happened to Ethan Sanders because he's been very, very good. Not like Josh is a, a you know huge downgrade, but just curious to see what happened there. In the front row, you've got Jack Colavati and David Hollis with David Tui at dummy half. Nick Raffo and Felix Nutili-Schmidt are the edge back rowers. Ryan Jones lock forward. On the bench, Nicholas Lenars, Jaden Skinner, Larry Moagatutia, and Brock Parker. No reserves listed, uh, but um, there'll obviously be someone in the mix there. Yeah, they're taking on the... Roosters team that I, I see there is one name that might attract some attention for people that have been following the press. It's Ronald Volkman. He's a, the next big thing in halves who's been linked to a move to the Warriors, I believe. So very interested to see how they handle the pressure here. Um, yeah, they, they had the Dragons dead to rights. Just a number of errors, uncharacteristic errors, uh, made it very, very difficult on Saturday, mate. 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, coming to this game, they've got a point to prove. Uh, going up against the ladder-leading Roosters, I believe, last time we played a ladder-leading team, we beat them in the Thunderbolts at home as well. A um, couple of players, Moala, Graham, Taufer, um, Always want to have a big game against your old club. So hopefully yeah, I was just thinking Corey Fenning, but he's out. So <laughs> he I was wondering who else was in this team. Knowing Corey, he would have been fired up something fierce for this one, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, looking for, you know, uh, Graham Taufer's second game with at the club. Um, not sure uh, how long he has been with at the club. I know he played last weekend, but, you know, he could have only been there a day, could have been there for the week or yeah, since. He, he might have been rehabbing an injury and been here for a bit. I'm not sure. But yeah, certainly so, he was official last week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, his second game back, uh, getting used to the systems, getting used to the players around him. Um, he'll be better for the run. Jabril Kalachi, another one of those uh, players, eligible, still eligible for SG Ball this year that's been playing up in um, or should be playing up in Jersey Flegg. Um, huge talent. I'm very excited to see him come back in. Um, another couple of players that have come back, uh, Tua Williams, uh, the Bulldogs winger that we've bought. Yep. Um, other than that, you know, always look at uh, Dante Louis, Josh Chappell, see how they run around again. Um, yeah, so, you know, not much to say about this uh, Jersey Flag team because every time I've seen them, they've bloody lost. So, <laughs> <laughs> mate, well, I'm not going this week, so yeah, they probably so win. Pencil in for an easy win over the, uh, the <laughs> reigning, well, not reigning, but the top of the t- uh, ladder team. And that kicks off, I think it's 9 o'clock on Saturday, so very early start there up on the Central Coast. God, that... Oh, I have it down as 1 p.m. on New South Wales regularly. Let me just check. Let me quickly control shift T my tab. Yeah, okay, it is 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock, yeah. I was going to say, 9 o'clock start at Norrie Breen would be brutal. You yeah. have to get up very, very early. But that takes us to proper senior football now. New South Wales Cup time. Um, you boys talked about it, but it was a fantastic win over the St. George Laura Dragons at Combank Stadium on Sunday. Eels looking to build off that with another win against the North Sydney Bears. This one will cap off the action on Saturday for 5 p.m. kickoff out at North Sydney Oval. Uh, the Bears, if I just quickly consult my ladder, are actually traveling okay. They're three wins from four starts, much like the Eels. Sorry, three wins from three starts. So they must have had a bye. No, they haven't had a bye. What? I'm going to have to go back and look at this. What is going on? So they played the Knights in round one. They played, a, they had a bye, but they just didn't list them on the ladder. What? Okay. Okay, so they are undefeated at the moment. Yeah, so undefeated, taking on the mighty Parramatta Eels, though. Um, Eels looking like this. Uh, Hayes Perham at fullback once again. Matthew Komalafi coming off a really good game, honestly. Uh, He'll hold his place on the flank as it stands with Max Lehman on the other. Zach Sini in the centres of Samuel Loizu. In the halves, it's Captain Jordan Rankin and Jack A. Williams. Kai Rodwell and Wiramu Gregg will be the prop forwards with Brennan Hands. Uh, starting at dummy half, and I don't think there's going to be any shenanigans this week uh, with him playing in the halves and Jaden Yates starting at dummy half. I think they'll probably just start at dummy half here. Uh, Ellie Elskaham on one edge, Dan Keir on the other. Peter Tateo continues to impress in his young New South Wales Cup career. He'll be the starting lock forward this week. On the bench, Luca Moretti, Keaton Walkington-Meads, Jaden Yates and Tavita Tamuapenu. Uh, very good bench, actually. Good to see Jaden Yates back in the mix. I think he might have got a little bit banged up after that game against the Jets. So he's obviously back in the fold with, uh, you see another admission there, Mitch Rain. He's up playing NRL this week, spoilers. Uh, but yeah, he'll get his chance to play dummy half with uh, in rotation with, uh, I was about to say William McGregor, but it's Brennan Hands. And they're taking on a Bears team. Um, Josh Bergerman, we're familiar with him. Joseph Sawawi making his return, I believe, on the wing there. Adam Kiram in the centres. Lachlan Lamb. Uh, ben Marsh. Fletcher Baker. Mm, Far Amanu Brown. There's a, that's a blast from the past at number 13. Yeah. Freddie Lusick on the bench. Uh, yeah, so it's... Tyler a, Castle, former Eels... Oh, yeah, Eels Junior. Yeah, Tyler Castle, yeah, there you go. 
still uh, floating around in the cup system. So, yeah, this is a pretty reasonable – you can see why they're undefeated. It's a pretty reasonable team. Um, Eels obviously playing some fantastic football, though. They completely eviscerated the St. George Laura Dragons on the weekend. Outside of that one little gaffe by Hayes Paramelli in the game, um, the, the Dragons had nothing uh, to answer all the questions asked of them by the Eels. And, yeah, this game, I don't think it's going to be televised given it's in the 5 o'clock slot, which means it'll be uh, competing with the 5.30 p.m. NRL game. So, unfortunately, no coverage of this one. And, yeah, we're going to have to rely on uh, some feedback from, you know, sort of miscellaneous reports. Yeah, you know, hopefully they build on last week's huge win. Um, the Bears are obviously a much stronger team. Um, a lot of first-grade uh, players in this team. You know, Adam Kieran's jumped in there. Uh, Lockie Lamb's had a few games. How Tapua. Ben Marshkey, Fletcher Baker, uh, New Brown played a couple of games for the Sharks. Freddie Lussick. You know, it's just the the there. lineup. Yeah, it's just it's a good amount of experience and good young talent there. Obviously, Suwali is a superstar or potential superstar. Um, oh so. no, I've heard from a very reliable source that um, he's a superstar and a million dollar player. Just so, throw um, a million dollars at him, no questions asked. Roberts, your father's brother. Yep. <laughs> All righty. Um, but, yeah, that will be capping off the action on Saturday. Uh, well, not really. It's capping off the low-grade action because, speaking of the action on Saturday, at 7.35 p.m., Eels are travelling up to the Gold Coast to see Bus Super Stadium to take on the Gold Coast Titans in their return fixture. Uh, but before we get there, let's have a quick look at the injury report, boys. Uh, it's a, been a long time, it feels like, since we've had you know multiple people dropping off the injury report. But as it stands right now, Sean Russell, ribs, lung, TBC. Mike Acevo, knee, TBC. Hayes Dunster, his entire knee. Uh, 2023, and Ray Stone, ACL, 2023. That's it for the injury award. Uh, Murata Niakore is not on there, so that's a little bit of a smoky alert maybe. Uh, but, yeah, that's a, it feels very weird to come out of a game with a good win and no additions to the injury award. Yeah, especially those long-term ones. You know, we've got uh, two season ones now, don't we? Yep. And then, obviously, T- TBC's Sivo's, on Russell, yeah. Yeah, they're sort of, well... Sivo's coming off a long term and Russell sort of medium to long. So, um, yeah, he's finally, oh, fingers crossed, our luck has changed in regards to. Yeah. Um, in regards to I mean, injuries. it's not like we, we joked about it before. Like, obviously, you want to get him out of the way early, but it's not like you have any control over catching injuries in early so you don't get him later. But we are due for some luck when it comes to injuries. Good Lord. All righty. Let's talk footy, boys. It's uh, Parramatta Eels third versus the ninth place Gold Coast Titans. Titans look like this, uh, fairly similar to the team we versed in round one. A couple of changes here and there. Uh, in lieu of Jaden Campbell fullback, it's Jermaine Asako, Corey Thompson and Greg Marzu are on the wings. Philip Sammy and Patrick Herbert in the centres. I think the main difference there was that uh, the the one that played for Manly for a little bit, who's a pretty handy player actually in the centres. Uh, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, he's out, yeah. <laughs> so, But they do get a big boost in the halves. Alexander Brimson, AJ Brimson is back to play against us. Toby Sexton will partner him there at halfback. Big Mo Fodawaka at one prop position. Isaac Lewis at the other. Aaron Clark is the dummy half. David Fafita, Bo Fermore, two very good edgeback rowers. With Tino Fa'asulma Ali, the captain and lock forward. On the bench, former Will Smith, Jared Wallace, Jamin Joloff, Kevin Proctor. Extended roster is Paul Turner, Sam McIntyre, Sam Lasorne, Herman S.A.S.A., Sosefa Fafita, Toby Fran- Tony Francis, not Toby Francis, sorry, Tony. Uh, Jacob Alec. Um, but yeah, it's a... Fairly reasonable Titans outfit. They're playing at home. Uh, they've got a few changes here and there. I think on the balance of things, they're probably slightly ahead given that Alexander Brimson is back in this week. Well, he's been playing, but he's back in in relation to our game against them from round one. Yeah, and what do we see from that lineup, boys? I'll start with you, Bertie. 
Oh, the, you know, not another big pack. You know, another um, you know, quality uh, four pack. There's a few. There's a lot of teams this year that have um decent four packs. They're not like one or two guns. That's it. Like you know, you look at the dragon sharks and then this one. Like they're very um big mobile. So you know, it's I just feel as though we did a good job on David Fafita besides that one run um that he made. But other than that, I just feel as though we're gonna repeat that effort. And yeah, I just feel um our forwards will just take over the game and. It'll be close the first 20 or, 20 or so minutes, but other than that, I think we'll just keep, keep clear, you know. Um, you know, we've got to start feeding the ball to a young Will because look what we did towards the, you know, the second half against the Dragons. You know, he was just dynamic. So just feed him plenty of early ball and let him go up. I think he's up against, um, what did he, is it Sammy or? Well, it's, got, it's either Sammy or Herbert, and I, you know, I favor Herbert, him over Herbert plays down the right, so he'll be up against Sammy, I believe. Yeah, so I feel, yeah, you know, maybe he might do a fend. Like he, uh, like he did to Burton last year. Uh, I'm, I'm confident, but you just know. I'm not ref blaming at the moment, but hey, last time we played them, there's a big hoopla, and you just know we're not, we're not going to have a seven-one penalty count like last time. Just let's just say that we're not going to have that. So, Before we look at the uh, Eels team, Ham, what do you see from that Titans lineup? Well, it, uh, you know, I see a team that it, it's, it's the Titans. They can, it's, it's um, coming off it's a, a insane match against the Tigers. Very dour. No attacking yeah. spark where they managed to. I don't think they won the game so much as the Tigers lost the game. But I yeah, I think so. And like they're, they're very reminiscent of a, a Justin Holbrook team, and we know this from his um, year coaching our twenties. They're very good at putting on points and doing things right when the game's on their way. When the game's not going their way, they go into their shell and they struggle. I think um, the one thing I'm really looking forward to. Other than seeing the perfect grass at uh, Seabus Super Stadium, because that looks like a really nice pitch. I saw it on Thursday night last week. It looked really nice. So I might even cut a piece and bring it home. Um, uh, Mitchell Moses putting up those big bombs that go above the lights to Jermaine Osako. Yeah, Osako can be yeah. a little bit of a confidence player, get inside his head early. If you, some- if you put up a couple spirals early and you get him dropping the ball, It'll be like Manu Vatavai <laughs> when he played us and uh, back, back well, he made about State. five or six errors. Uh, yep. He's Parramatta's best player that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, talk Parramatta Eels, boys. We go over the team list because there is interesting addition uh, and also not just in the starting lineup or the bench, just an interesting roster in general. Quinton Gufferson, captain and fullback or co-captain and fullback. Wanga Blake and Bowie Simonson on the wings. Will Penasini, Tom Opacic in the centres. Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses, arguably the best halves combination going around in the NRL. In the front row, Reagan Campbell-Gillard, Reed Marnie and Junior Paolo. Uh, Sean Lane is back after it. We, we got mixed mail. I think Kidwell said it was a sternum and then it came out and it was a, just a minor hamstring tweak that they didn't want to exacerbate. But either way, Sean Lane is back on the edge this week with Ice as I Papa Lee on the other side. Nathan Brown, lock forward, as always. On the bench, Makahesi Makatoa, Ryan Madison, Oregon Kafusi, and making his club debut. This is something we've spoken about, but it's Mitch Rain. I'm um, having some outstanding games in the New South Wales Cup. He's been a clear cut above in that grade. He's going to come in and deputize Reed Money, probably either side of half time here, keep Reed fresh, let the Eels just maintain the rage through the ruck play. Very, very up tempo football, regardless of the uh, time on the clock. But looking at the extended roster, you've got Bryce Cartwright going from try assist of the year back to 18th man. The uh, oh, swings and roundabouts of rugby league boys. William McGregor, Hayes Perham, Samuel Ozu, Jake Arthur back from his appendectomy. Good to see that. And speaking about good to see back, Murata Niakore, that calf strain. He was due back between this week on – sorry, I thought it was the next two weeks, but he's a little bit of a smoky, might not play this week, but he's some mind games in action here. And uh, number 24 is Solomon Naiduki. How do we see this one, boys? There is a – yeah, I like the Mitch Rain inclusion. 
I love the Murata Niakore inclusion if he doesn't even if he doesn't play. The fact that he's close to getting back on the field is huge for the Eels. Oh mate, if you could bring Murata back on um for either Oregon or uh even Makato. <laughs> I haven't been super pleased with you know, Makato's doing his job, but I think if you bring Murata back on that bench, you bring in energy, you bring in a bigger player, you bring in um his speed and you bring in aggression. And I think, you know, we always talk about when uh junior Reg and Brownie go off, we especially that defensive pressure, especially when Brownie goes off, we really, you know, leading that line. And if you bring Murata back in, he leads the line, he gets the players pumped up. And I think Mitch Rain could do the same. You know, he's not a utility. He's going to be, if he comes on, he's just going to be replacing him. I mean, his utility role extends to playing small ball lock forward, right? That, that is it. You, That's you, probably about as far as you're going to go. And, you know, even then, I, I don't need to think about playing that later in the game if we're up and we don't want players out on the field. Um, yes, sir. But one thing we can know with Rain, when he sees a gap, He'll go. He's, he's going to take. Yeah. He's going to take off and go for it. Yep. So if I'm Parramatta, I'm getting Clint Gutherson, especially when Mitch Rain is on. Hang around that ruck. He'll get a quick. He'll he'll go for that dart. You're going to get a pass on the inside. You're going to get an offload, and you know possibly another quick play of the ball, which Gutho can run himself off. So um, I do like the inclusion. I like that we are changing um, the bench each week. You know, because it's sort of you don't know what to expect from Parramatta. We. Mitch Rain might not even come on. We don't even know. The Titans don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, we, I mean, it's been a point of contention for fans, but the Eels have certainly shown that they can and will win games of 16 players. But uh, with Mitch Rain... Hey, we nearly did it with 15 last week. Yeah. We did not... Honestly, we did not need to bring on Bryce Cartwright and we'd remove... No, they, we they, they got the definition of garbage time minutes. And that's not an insult to those boys. It's just the fact that the game was such a blowout that you know we, we had the luxury of just letting them go into the fray. But yeah, the Eels could have easily won with 15 players in that game. And I just think that BA likes a, a crafty, experienced operator. Uh, we, we've seen it in the past that he tends to uh, – it's not like he favours the old guys compared to the young guys. We've got plenty of young talent in this team now. It's just that when it, when it comes to carving out a role on the bench, someone like Mitch Rain, I think he'll find 15 minutes for. So it be interesting to see how that plays out on the weekend. Bertie, you must be stoked to see Murata back in the mix. Oh, man. You know, I'm his number one fan. I just – and I said this on the um, pre on the review – uh, when the Dragons got on top of us, like Makatoa, as much as I love Makatoa and Oregon, they don't bend the line. They don't, like, it's hard to explain. They can't no, wrestle back the momentum. I, I know what you mean. Marada is a difference maker in that regard. Yeah. yeah oh, a tone like them two, they run well, like, downhill, if that makes sense. Well, Marada, he can, like, one run. Like, you look at, you go back and look at the game. Like, Tarek Sims, we pinned him in the 20. He has one good run, literally gives it all, and gets a penalty from it. Like, I just feel as though Marada, he offers that explosiveness and... You know, he can cover in the centers as well, so I'm happy for him to come back. I'm a bit up, I'm a bit um uh, worried about Lane because you know with the hamstrings, like okay, it's a strain or anything, but like if he just you know stretches his leg or he does something wrong, like you know he could be out for a while. So I don't, I wouldn't risk it. If it was any other injury, if it was a calf, like even Moses when he had his calf problems, like we were a bit worried. So hammies are even you know for God's sake, Tom Turbo t- tore it in the shower. Like you know anything could happen. <laughs> I just I'm a bit I'm a bit hazy on um Lane with his hammy. No, I, yeah, I, I understand well, the trepidation. You know, we've even got, you know, um, if we are worried about it, I think we've named him and just to give him right up until an hour before kickoff because yeah. we've got the contingency plan there. We bring Maddo on. I mean, Maddo coming off bring, one of his best games in recent times. He was outstanding against the Dragons. Yeah, you bring Maddo back into the team and then you either bring uh, Bryce back in or even Murata if he is fit to True. play. Yeah, if Murata's fit to play, he just comes to the team regardless. Yeah, you just drop Makatoa or Oregon. Because um, we played the following week on the um, 
Well, so it's, oh, we played a Monday, so we've got plenty of time. So I, I don't know. You look at it like it's literally a 10 day break for the next game. So, like, you know, give maybe, maybe give lane. I don't know. It's oh, one thing for sure. If if we're, if we're it's like the Dragons game and we're up by like 30 in the second half, just hook lane straight off. You know, put, put him on ice. It's, it's, it's weird saying that. We need to preserve Sean Lane. Usually we want to punt him. He's having a, a very, very good season. He's been an integral part to our start. And yeah, when he's mm. dialed in the way he's been, he is such a difference maker. So, no joke, put him on ice if the game is well and truly won. Alrighty, boys. We looked at the Titans. We know this is a game that they're going to throw a lot of attack at us. Eels need to absorb it. Uh, we did it in round one, but it was probably a little bit closer than we needed to make it on the back of some uh, silly errors and soft defense. Uh, but this is a game that if we control the ball, we'll probably win. Um, not you know, not to toot our own horn, but the Eels are a cut above across the park here in terms of the roster. How do we see this one playing out? Who's your first try scorer? What's your margin of victory? Uh, I don't know if you want to throw a new MVP. Uh, Bertie, you want to lead us off, big fella? Yeah, so I'm going to go uh, 24 para, Titans 10. Um, as much as I love a big flogging, I just, I don't know, I feel as though kind of, it's kind of like NBA when it's game two of playoff series, you know, you you know what everyone's going to, like, like what each other's got. So essentially it's going to be like our defenses, both defenses will be better. But um, yeah, I'm thinking first try scorer, I'm going to get back until he scores the first try. Young Will, um, I don't know, it's going to be some spectacular try, like probably like a 40-yard run. Um and yeah, uh, MVP got to go Moses. You know, he Good he kick. terrorized yeah. them last time with the kicking game. And listen here, man, when you when you got a boot like that, you got to milk, you know, milk it. No, well said, Ham. How do you see it all playing out, mate? Well, I just had a look. It's supposed to be more rain for myself up on the Gold Coast on Saturday. So that's exactly what I want. It's supposed to go up to you know Queensland, beautiful one day, perfect the next. Isn't that what they say? I believe that's um, the, the way the way it sounds. I would have said, yeah. I always thought it should have been perfect one day, better than next, because it's better than perfect, but what would I know? I'm not a PR guru. <laughs> well, where the bloody hell are you? That's all I have to say for that. <laughs> See you in the NT. <laughs> um, so, you know, the bit, the the rain favours us. It makes us play that tight. You know, we are playing much tighter, and I, re- I do really enjoy it, but the rain brings us closer towards the ruck, and I think that's where we, we beat teams. We... we hit it up the middle, and then we get the ball to either Dylan or Mitchell Moses, and they just use their lightning quick feet to either get a quick play of the ball, and, you know, they've, they've also got the pass there. In saying that, first try scorer, Wanga Blake, the whacker, Wanga Blake. Um, was it 2020 when we were all frustrated, us hitting it up the middle, hitting up the middle, hitting up the middle against the Titans? We're going, why aren't we scoring? Why aren't we scoring? And then all of a sudden we just put on 40 points round, out of nowhere. Round two before COVID, wasn't it? We absolutely... Yeah. We just went. It was the week. It was the week of COVID. Yeah, it was a week. It was a, that's right. We played the Dogs round one, and then we played the Gold Coast <laughs> round two. I'm predicting a very similar match where you know, as fans, we get frustrated, we will get just nervous, building the pressure, building the pressure, building the pressure. That we're we're playing the Gold Coast Titans so so close. I think if we do play that close game, we can frustrate them. They're not a team that handles adversity very well. Um, I'd be telling Mitch Moses this week. I don't care. Set up camp on the goal line and go there for 10 sets. You don't even have to score a point. I don't care. But get them defending because you'll get them, you get them in the back end. And that's when your David feeders, that's when, you know, all these players will be tired and they won't they won't have anything. I Especially Brimson, you know, defending yeah. in the line. He's a, he's a fullback, let's be honest. Yeah. I think Parramatta can get up 36 to the Titans 20. Ooh. Ooh, another high-scoring game. I think I think the Titans they move the ball 
and we don't necessarily deal well with uh, teams that move the ball. Still figuring out that right edge defense at the very yeah. least. So be a good test for uh, Penasini and uh, Papali'i and Simonson down that side. For me, um, it's it's hard to see the Eels not putting points on regardless of weather conditions. I think somewhere in the vicinity of high 20s, low 30s. I'll, I'll settle for about 32, maybe 14. Gold Coast score a few tries of their own, maybe not get too many conversions. Um, and I had a rare W uh, last week where I tipped Dylan Brown to be first try scorer. Had that yes. fantastic left uh, left step. Left foot, not so much a step, but explosion. And just knife through the dragons. I don't know if I can back it up. That's a, that's a lot of pressure. I'm thinking one of the edge back roles, though. Uh, I saw Laney, and uh, I'll give it to Laney. He was out, out for the game last week. He's going to be hungry. Tell him that there's an avocado waiting for him behind the, the try line, and he'll go get it. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're doing this, man. You're trying to – because let's just say Laney doesn't play. You get his automatic replacement, and that could be anyone. So you're getting two for one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how you think. Doubles. Yeah, ex- doubles. exactly. He tries score doubles, yeah. <laughs> uh, no shenanigans afoot, I swear. Speaking of, footy clubs need to bring back the doubles. I miss them. Yeah, they're the, one of the classics for, you know, just in terms of like gambling, it's just like a honest one in, in the context of helping the clubs go out. You get your Plus little, it goes to the junior Exactly, you help the clubs. clubs. Yeah, exactly. You get, your, you get your little card to see and you get invested in two scores for both teams. Um, yeah. You know what, you've got – is is it Paul Crawley, Phil Crawley? Um, Which one is it? Is is it is it two different people? Paul Crawley, P Crawley. You got P Crawley. You got uh, Buzz Rothfield. You got Paul Kent. Um, B A Braith and Asta. Good, good original nickname there, Braith. That that actually triggers me that the fact they keep calling him B A when <laughs> it's like maybe maybe Braith has been called B A during his playing career and whatnot, but he was never called B A on any panel up until now, and there is an established B A in the NRL. Uh, it doesn't matter. You don't get that you got, for you second got, BA. You got those whinges worrying about wrestling tactics and oh, Albert Kelly stepped on Payne Haas's shoe, the biggest oh, the news Broncos. thing ever. No, no, no. The biggest blight on the game at the moment is I can't buy doubles. Uh, that's that's the biggest blight on the game. We have to um send a send a tweet in to ask Kenty and tell him to yeah. cover the, the real issue that's blighting the game. Where are the doubles? Where are the doubles? Where are the doubles down? And none of this $2 bullshit. No, a dollar. That's all you get. Yeah, a dollar. The dollar dollars. dollar and $10 parking and then, you know, $5 meat pies. Even then, that's a bit stretch. I, speaking of stadium food, I had the pulled pork burger at uh, Combank. It was actually pretty decent. Ooh, and it wasn't okay. it wasn't obnoxious. It wasn't cheap, but it wasn't obnoxiously expensive uh, in the context no, I, of stadium I've food. I've gotten, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big stadium food eater other than the uh, chip roll at uh, Ring Rose Oval. Um, shout out to the Wenty Cooks. But I've had a, a double cheeseburger at Combank Stadium one time at Parramatta Stadium. It was, it was nice. Yeah, they've actually done a pretty good job with the catering there. So well done. I mean, having reasonable stadium food is obviously you still pay out the backside for it, but at least you're not getting garbage. So that is a big difference. I don't mind the one, the guy who has the sausage sizzle in the alleyway behind the club or something, you know, that's all right. <laughs> get a bit of fucking uh, food poisoning while you're at the football. Get the whole experience. <laughs> you sounded like Blocker then, Birdie. <laughs> oh, God. All righty, boys. Uh, you're going to wrap it up here and now. Is there anything you want to talk about before we sign off? Any other sports? Any other happenings? Or oh, just call I, I, I went to a gig for the first time since COVID on the weekend. I'm so very, very surprised I didn't get it because there was hundreds and hundreds of people. But if you're into good Australian punk, punk rock, You've probably already heard of them, but Amel and the Sniffers, right? Very good name, very funny name. 
but the singer, I, I believe her name's Amy, she kicks ass. She's a throwback to the 80s. She's, she's, she's rough as guts, and she's got this nasally voice on her that just cuts through the music. But boy, does that do they just play some good fucking music. There you go. Good shout-out. We haven't had a, a ham music shout-out for a while, so it's nice to have that back on the show, Birdie. NFL draft around the corner. We saw draft month. We saw yep. Philly and New Orleans make a fairly bizarre trade uh, in terms of Philly stocking up on future picks for the Saints to move right next to Philly's other draft pick. I wouldn't be surprised if this – look, the Saints, uh, they're going to trade up again. I reckon they're, they need to get in front of Carolina because Carolina will take the first QB and – would not be surprised if it's similar to the 2016 draft when Philadelphia traded up and on the day traded up again. So, yeah, Philadelphia, look, if you're Jalen Hurts, that's not screaming at um, support right there. That's like the whole, the, you know, the board's got the, the coach's back essentially because he's got <laughs> one year the and they're out because this yeah. this year's QB class is not that good. Next year, Next year's different story. Yeah. But yes. other than that, um, yeah, happy draft month. You know, um, I love it. I love my April because, you know, it's the whole draft because literally the face, like your future of your franchise, unless you've got like an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, you know, Mahomes, like you just got an average QB, <laughs> like no offense, and this is the best way to build your team. That's why, and I know it's controversial, I'm all for an NRL draft, but I know it's controversial just because if you're a shit team, how are you supposed to get better without overpaying? Yes, sir. Yeah. And I think on that note, we can wrap it all up. And yeah, we'll catch you guys on the review edition of the podcast, which I think we'll have up or have recorded on Sunday, pending everyone being uh, healthy. Ham, will you be back in, in town to record for Sunday? Yeah, I'm catching an early morning flight out of Cool and Gatta. So unless I get into a mid-air brawl, I'll be back in Sydney <laughs> for the um <laughs> for well, the review. Unless you're related to the maze, I'm pretty confident we'll be getting into a brawl up on the golf Yeah, course. true that. <laughs> Alrighty, boys, thanks for having the podcast with me. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it with Hamish, but we may do. We're alright this week. Got through with my, uh, my basic overtones of the COVID fallout, and yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. And he's Barry White with his auto tune. <laughs> 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 catch you guys next week. Uh, uh.